0: September 15, 2019, it's the Wat for Pedro Show. from Pedro Show. Happy Sunday. It's my last show before I go on tour. Uh, not man alone here at my pad because through the wonders of those Estonian software people and their <laughs> Skype invention, we got to use Everett. Where, where are you calling from, Ian?
1: I am calling from my home in uh, Levittown, Pennsylvania, which is... Like a Philadelphia suburb. Sure, sure. Yeah.
0: Uh, John Coltrane had a house on 33rd Street.
1: Yeah, West Philly.
0: Right.
1: By the zoo. By the zoo, correct.
0: Right. There was a, a, a bar, a pad to play called the North Star. That was near there for a while.
1: Yeah, yeah. I
0: remember that place. Yeah. Had one, I think one of those piss troughs. Where you never, oh, really? had, yeah, you never <laughs> had to leave the. Bar. I don't. It wasn't functioning, but yeah, you never have to leave the bar, right? There's a trough down there.
1: Whoa.
0: Yeah, had an odor. Do it. Uh, we start off the show with uh, "Wait and Pray," John Coltrane alternate take, and then "Swangin," the demo from Solid Brass. And t- tell me your uh, earliest musical recollection, please
1: my earliest recollection there are three albums that my parents used to play and it was like my first uh memories of music so crosby stills nash and young deja vu uh synchronicity by the police and squeeze uh singles 45s and under i knew like every sound to all those records without even really knowing what it was
0: now um were your parents uh, players or just listeners?
1: No, just listeners. <clears throat>
0: so, was there any instruments in the pad? No, not growing up. Okay, what, what about what about school? Did you were you in the choir, or shit like that, the, the marching band, or jazz band? Or- mm, I I played the
1: saxophone in like fourth and fifth grade, um, and then my music teacher was like really scary and mean and uh i quit after that
0: what 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 made you gravitate (laughs) towards the saxophone
1: i don't know i think it was like this uh romanticized version of like playing like the blues or something that i had in fourth grade
0: what was it It The little one was it alto
1: it was alto yep yep um Played such songs as uh, "When the Saints Go Marching In."
0: Yeah. Okay, yeah. John Coltrane. <laughs> yeah, started never on really that. got
1: outside of that. Yeah.
0: John Coltrane started on alto. I think it was uh, Clean Head Vincent who had a move to the tenor. Uh, but then he ended up on soprano, right?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Right. Which was did it sp- all? Yeah, Sidney Bechet. Uh, yeah. What can you t- tell me? The first uh, <laughs> record you bought for yourself, Ian.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting one. The first one, I mean, it was a CD, and it was uh, Usher's debut album called My Way. Oh, wow. And that was, um, I think it was like, I was probably 10.
0: And what about your first gig? What concert did you first see?
1: Huh. That I first went to?
0: Yeah.
1: Um. That was I think the first official concert was uh, the band Newfound Glory. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you familiar with that? That's a nice embarrassing moment. <laughs>
0: That's
1: okay. Um, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, what about the, the, the thing, you know, after school in the basement or the garage or bedroom, those kind of bands? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that was, well, we used to go to play, to, um, like Elks Lodge shows, and there's a lot of like local stuff happening when I was getting into playing music in high school. Um, so there is uh, countless uh, shows like that 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 I went to. Well,
0: uh-huh. but what about you know, like how did you how did you get started playing?
1: Uh, oh, oh. Um, I'm talking yeah, about your was... your your
0: basement bands. Your me, hey, okay, bands. yeah,
1: yeah uh it was my cousin yeah it was my cousin and i um had the just like hey let's just uh buy guitars and uh let's like see what we could do how, (laughs) Um,
0: how how old were you
1: i was 14 okay yep and then he bought a guitar i bought a bass and then
0: what about amps
1: um, I bought one of those, like, Squire uh, combo packs or whatever. So it was a little crate combo amp. It um, came with the bass. And uh, a Squire P bass.
0: So, uh, okay, so you guys, <laughs> now you, you guys get these instruments, but you don't know how to yeah. play them. So what, so what do you do? L- lessons or teach each other? What
1: am? Um Yeah, like look up tabs. and. Um, I know I said my parents didn't really play, but my mom had, knew how to play guitar. So she had had one um, that I never really like. You know, she just busted it out when I started playing bass. So she was like, oh, here, just like, you know, this is what two and four means on the tabs. You know, oh, here's what the strings are. Um, so you didn't and then, you
0: didn't use a teacher
1: no nah, no nah, I never never took lessons of any kind nah.
0: that's great it's great and uh you and your cousin mm-hmm. who I guess will be nameless <laughs> <laughs> uh, his name's Matt okay you and Matt did yep. you did you yeah. did
1: you make a band yeah we were called American deadpan <laughs> um, and my brother uh, by the fault uh became the drummer
0: oh, so you had a but trio. he
1: didn't even have a drum set so it was like how can we make piece some stuff together that looks like a drum set and uh like a storage container tub and a stool and like really like junkyard band like <laughs> cats <laughs> band or something you know and where'd you guys practice? Um, in the basement, my parents' basement.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, I'm and, sure they loved me for that one.
0: I'm, uh, I'm interested in the material. Did you guys start writing yeah. songs right away, or did you try to copy records? Um, mm, we, we were
1: playing, like, Blink-182 stuff, you know? This is, like, in that era. And it was all it's all pretty easy, right? Pretty straightforward, those kind of songs. So uh, we did, I think, start... It's tough to say we definitely attempted writing songs i'm gonna say pretty early on but we were just fumbling through
0: sure 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 I, <laughs> yeah it probably I took it probably I took like
1: a year or so i can relate totally like me writing. and d
0: boom wandered yeah although we didn't even yeah. write songs at all Not until the movement uh yeah I'm, I'm, I'm curious did american deadpan have a gig no no
1: we just that was a A short-lived first band and then my brother got tired of playing like the the junkyard drums and then it kind of morphed into finding a um a kid that that i went to high school with who was an actual drummer so then uh yeah that 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 took about a year
0: and so your brother got pushed out yeah he he walked out he walked out yeah
1: short-lived uh interests
0: you know, i, I want to play this demo of the invisible man okay
2: I need to touch the
3: assembly hall, red hot red hats feel the evil, marginalized, oh evil people, Invested medieval cathedral, hamburger cola adrenals, the orange man wants a wall.
0: Well for Pedro, should we heard a, a demo of *The Invisible Man*, solid bronze, and uh, many birthdays after that with *Midnight Survival Odyssey*. Can Can heads out uh, there out of Austin. Can Can heads from Finland with *War and Peace*, double machine. Kimbom Brandenburg, uh, *Floister Mel- Melody*, rough mix uh, out of Berlin. Only now, perpetual slaughter where's that maybe in England Uh, Tijuana Knife Fight they're they're, they're Peter I know that product killer Bernays Propaganda out of Skopje Macedonia with the Orange Man Uh, no with Mojata Maria the Orange Man on M.B. Jones and he's in Pusan Uh, Alexander DeLarge Philharmonic Orchestra out of Milano with Chicken Shit and finally Bronze Magic from Solid Bronze okay so uh, you're doing bass With your cousin Mm -hmm. Matt Uh, You moved uh, Your your brother Drummer man What was his name?
1: My brother His name's Evan
0: Okay Evan He moves on You get some guy from school who has got an actual drum set Yep
1: Does
0: the Does this band get a new name?
1: Uh Yes (laughs) Um Went Moved on to The Never Knew Johnny's
0: Never Knew Johnny's And did Never Knew Johnny's This band does gigs
1: yeah, we played a few. What
0: was the first yep. one like?
1: It was in the basement, uh, my parents' basement where we practiced, and okay. it was with our other friend's band from school. Um, they were called Arrow 3. You and uh, we came walking out of the back room in like puffy jackets and did the first song, wearing puffy jackets. For no whatever reason, don't know, I thought it was funny. And then we probably played, like, 30 songs.
0: 30 songs, <laughs> Jesus.
1: Yeah, I mean, the sets were, like, unbelievably long that we were putting people through.
0: And <laughs> the puffy jackets, was it a little sweaty?
1: <laughs> I, I don't, maybe that was the point, I don't know. Maybe I just, like, thought they were funny. Um, <sighs> was it scary? This is what
0: I need to know. Was it scary?
1: Uh, No. Okay. No, I mean, I feel like I was probably a little nervous, you know, but it was like, I think having it in the basement where I'm just so used to playing, it was like, okay, I'm familiar. You know, yeah, I'm familiar with this. The
0: 30 songs, it went on for a while.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know, whatever reason. We never wrote it, we didn't write a set list. We just, like, looked at the, li- like, flipped through the notebook and, like, all right, we'll do this
0: one. Oh, is there big spaces between the songs?
1: Yeah, that was just kind of like, all right, <laughs> going to do another one, going to keep going. So, you were like There's kind some, of
0: casually working the room.
1: Yeah, I guess. Okay. <laughs> There's some great photos where everybody just sort of looks like, uh, you know, <laughs> we've been playing for four hours. Yeah. yeah. Man, everyone's in a great mood.
0: <laughs> I can imagine.
1: <laughs> yeah. At least,
0: do people throw shit?
1: Um, no, not everyone's pretty mild. I mean, there's, you know, there's like, uh, some moshing or something for a little bit, but, uh, as much as you can do in your, in your parents' basement.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking more of a negative reaction, the minute man got shit thrown at us.
1: (laughs) Yeah. No, um, no, we never got like, uh, you know, the old tomatoes or whatever
0: i uh, used condoms. Uh, uh, so yeah. paper sacks of shit and puke. You know, you know, cup
1: full <laughs> no, I never reached that level. <laughs> yeah,
0: okay. yeah. yeah, we got we got some of that. <laughs> <laughs> we probably should have. So this is yeah. high school, right? What happens after high school? Yeah. With music with you?
1: Um. So yeah, we I played bass through high school and then I went to
0: college. Do you get, do you get a bigger amp?
1: Yeah, yeah. Upgraded <laughs> and got like a. 15 inch speaker combo and then i got the amp that i currently use today which is a early 70s fender like 215 cabinet and i found it got an old vintage head uh, baseman head okay yeah really just stumbled upon it one time
0: and if it works don't fix it you keep using so you go to college Uh, did you do music in college
1: Yeah, that was the period of, like, bedroom recordings and learning to play guitar. So playing, like, um, acoustic guitar. Got into, like, uh, this is, like, 2005. So it's a lot of, like, that kind of stuff. Like, Devendra Banhart kind of stuff, you know? Like, during his heyday of just acoustic bedroom lo-fi kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, like Lou Barlow. In the old days, yeah, yeah. Um, Toledo, I think he had that song on "You're Living All Over Me." He got into cassettes. What were you doing? Four track? No, just like laptop. Oh yeah, stuff. yeah. Two thousand five. Yeah. So yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. So you you're using like GarageBand or some kind of basically yeah, yeah like whatever like
1: like was free that sure, I could get sure you sure
0: know. Uh, Audacity or
1: it was Audacity correct yeah,
0: yeah. right right people don't realize how econo and powerful like no bones at all you can get a studio out of a crap top
4: yeah
1: definitely i'm pretty sure i got the microphone that i used out of the trash whoa Uh, (laughs) (laughs) when i i worked at goodwill for a summer i got the uh the microphone from the trash
0: oh dumpster dive yeah (laughs) sometimes they pay off that's happening so th- this then you're not copying songs you you're, you're you're composing right At, by this yeah
1: right yeah like learning stuff and then yeah reading my own stuff
0: what did you have any college bands um No,
1: so, no nothing in college it was all just man alone doing my own thing yeah okay. had then, friends that played so like every once in a while we'd like back each other up and and that kind of thing. Um, but never like an official band, like the Never Knew Johnny's. Yeah. You know?
0: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, but how, how do you get back into the band thing?
1: Um, I guess it just kind of like fell naturally back in. Um, I eventually moved back home after school and then everyone was kind of back around and it, it just sort of like picked back up.
0: Oh, you mean it's the same guys? Um,
1: it was like kids that I went to high school with. Okay. Um, and a kid, a kid I had known for a long time. Um. And yeah, I mean, it, sim- same similar friends, same friends that I had back in. I never was back in with uh, the original group. No. Okay. Yeah.
0: But the, the old hood.
1: Everyone was back around.
0: Yeah. Okay. And, yeah. Did you start doing gigs regularly? I mean,
1: you know, off and on when we could. Okay, we would try, but uh, we were never like genius booking agents or anything. No. So yeah.
0: And it was you were the, the the main writer, man. Um, no, there was
1: in the band that I was in. I, I guess there's. A couple of different projects so one of them I, I was writing stuff and then another band was like we were backing up you know i played guitar for my other friend's songs and then um played guitar for my other friend's songs. so everyone was just kind of like supporting each other in their like respective
0: songs yeah yeah like yeah taking turns
1: yeah, yeah. It was just like, you know, uh, band-cest was the term, right? So it was like, yeah, everybody's just each other's bands, right? Right. <laughs>
0: and, yeah. and by this time, no more bass? Um,
1: No, I was pretty much playing guitar as far as, like, playing, playing live, yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, what about the uh, solid bronze?
1: Yeah, so George and I... Um, we're in a band together. Um, and that was, I guess, in like maybe 2014 to 2016. And, um, you know, he was playing drums and and I was playing guitar and it sort of like, it felt as though the band sort of ran its course and I was sort of ready to, I was about to turn 30 and I was like, man, it's, this is like, do i still do it when i'm 30 i feel like it's time for me to like hang it up you know been doing it for a while but like i could like move on i could stand to move on uh so that band ended up fizzling out and then um george kept asking me to like oh it's like let's like start up something like me and you could get into like uh you know we had always connected on like and in being into Hendrix and like Curtis Mayfield and James Brown and stuff. And the music that we were playing in the old band, it had nothing to do with that kind of music really. So he was like, yeah, let's, let's get back. Yeah. Let's like me and you, will do something and record. And I was like, I don't know, like kind of over it. But he eventually like pretty much like talked me into coming back and it was going to be a just a recording project. Me and him, you know, run it through two people, two people making decisions versus five.
0: Sure.
1: Two people coming together versus five is a lot easier.
0: Who who decided on the band name? Um
1: well yeah that that was a really long process of <laughs> figuring out the band name. It was like what do we we would find one and then it would be taken and you know, there's eight million bands out there. Probably more, <laughs> probably a billion bands, right?
4: Right.
1: So everything's taken, and you know, we eventually ended up uh, finding solid bronze, which was not taken. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's probably, how, for some reason how it I'm, went.
0: I'm thinking like suntan or something.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Maybe Southern
0: California, <laughs> maybe more than uh, Levittown, but. Mm. <laughs> but uh, you know what I mean? Well. I remember playing in Fargo, downtown Fargo, there was a lot of uh, these tanning salons, so maybe it's more like that.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah, a tanning salon, a solid bronzer. Yeah, bronzer.
0: Bron- yeah, bronzerizer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, you're solid bronze.
1: Yeah, yeah. You're just, this guy's got you're, a nice solid bronze going.
0: It's just got a great um, uh, image, Im- I- imagery co- uh, conjurer name. <laughs> That's what I think. When it, when you know, I can almost taste it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a good sign.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we're at the end of the first hour, uh, September fifteenth, two thousand nineteen, Dishwok Pedro show. So <laughs> a special guest, even from Solid Bronze. <laughs> Whole time for hour two. <laughs> September 15, <laughs> 2019, it's the second hour. What for Beedro show.
5: Is this world worth saving? Should we just start? Invisible over?
4: Thank mm-hmm. you.
0: for Peter. Our show started the second hour off with The Invisible Man, Solid Bronze, uh, featuring Clue. Who's Clue, Ian?
1: Clue is um, a kid that I actually worked with for a little bit um, and he is a hip-hop artist who lives in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, and when we were ideas the idea for George and I making these, these songs was like that we would have some guests sort of come in and, and do the things that we couldn't do, really. Um, and he was one of the first people I thought of. Um, we collaborated a little bit when he lived around, around me. And then um, I really just sent him the song and he sent me the, the track back.
0: Yeah, because, you know, last hour we played the demo in Interesting yeah. in the Evolution.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I was having trouble too with, you know, writing a melody to that song, and we had had it instrumentally for a while, and then the little spoken word thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what he did with it, I, I would have never thought of. So um, it kind of worked out that way.
0: That's the righteous thing about colla- collabs, you know. Yeah. You can get something you would have never thought of, either, either party. But then together, yeah, right. Uh, but then we heard uh, R04 DJ Fit with Light Your Own Way, the DJ Fit remix. Uh, L- Electric Br- Brother Lamb with I said Whoa, Andre Vida with Opening Creepers. This is stuff from uh, Europe. Dan Jones and the Squids out of Kansas City with I've Got Time for You. The messesthetics with Quantum Path. That's Joe Lally and uh, Brandon from. Uh, Fugazi And finally Papa's Bug Solid Bronze Papa's Bug (laughs) You want to talk about that? I mean you don't have to Some people say That's why I made the music Watt I don't want to talk about it (laughs) But if you want Go ahead
1: Papa's Bug uh, As far as the Lyrical content Or just the tune Or just anything Yeah where it came from You and
0: George Sure For example What about you The process When you guys are, Are composing
1: um we were really just getting together and just I guess jamming I was came over just wanted to do it bass and drums um to really like solidify the rhythm section as like um, uh, a main part of the song of the music
0: okay
1: um so we were you know so Papa's bug it was a great example it was like really just playing that bass line and, yeah. and the bass and drums. <clears throat> and then, you know, you would just hear, we would, you know, collaborate on what we heard over top of it or, like, come up with different ideas. And then a lot of the times the lyrics were, or the vocals, the melody was, like, you know, way after. We just deal with it later. Um so it was basically just, like, you know, using the rhythm section and then layering everything on top um,
0: through the recording process. Yeah, okay. Uh, I want to play Swangin' next. What Was there a difference with this or same kind of trip?
1: Um, yeah, the
0: same.
1: The same. And uh, where'd you record? I'm sorry? Oh, where do we record? Um, we uh recorded initially at uh Mickey's studio at uh Dean Ween's studio in um outside of Lambertville. Um and then uh,
0: he does fishing trips too, right? Oh
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Have you ever been on him? No. Okay.
1: Never. Um but, uh, he showed us a couple of videos
0: <laughs> okay. uh so uh
1: yeah, most of the record was recorded there, and then we did like some overdubs at home um just on our you know either in my house or at or at George's place,
0: yeah I got to say Mickey, a very creative cat, <laughs> Jesus,
1: yeah, <laughs> um. Yeah, it was, it was a interesting and great process to work with him. I think he, you know, he listened to how Ween Records ended up where songs would, like, vary in, uh, you know, musical sound, right? Sure, sure. Uh, song to song. And I think he kind of helped us in, you know, some of our songs are a little different from one another, and he just helped us sort of go all in on the one song make it sound as much as one way as you want it to, you know?
0: I think that's okay. I think that's perfectly okay. Because music at the end of the day is music. Here, let's listen to swinging. Back on home, the long way home To Los Angeles, California
2: because I'm run-in, another because I'm run-out.
1: be able to play everything that you like and you know <laughs> you like you. all different kind of music so
0: <laughs> let me tell you a funny experience I, I was at perks pad one time and he had this guy came over he did an entire ska version of the who's tommy rock opera <laughs> how'd you like to sit through that
1: <laughs> wow that's like one of the basement shows that uh, we used to play yeah basically
0: <laughs> but anyway yeah this idea that the wing guys the concept that you're liberated from being straitjacketed, jacketed to any kind of like you know you know empty canvas right and go to it yeah go yeah. to it let me tell you the, the people who just played that was swinging solid bronze then guide by voices with nice about you seven Conto seven from Mike Baguetta Knoxville I think uh, Bob is still dating uh, Carnage Asada here. Uh, Dave Travis is going to close Cafe Nell at the end of the month. Uh, Lona was home. Hurt people, Maya in the Revolutionary. Hell yeah, they're going to open up for me Saturday in the city. And then finally, The Invisible Man. Solid bronze. The Lee Scratch Perry Dubnix. Now, now, what's that mean?
1: <laughs> Uh, that means that we sent Lee Scratch Perry all the tracks and hoped for the best.
0: How'd that happen? And, How'd you uh, make the connect there, Ian? <laughs> uh,
1: that is through uh, Oliver from our label, and he brought up brought up the idea to me of, like, oh, maybe we could do a remix of a song. Um, and... After I was like, oh, like a weird, like a techno mix or something weird. Like, I don't know about that. And then I was like, oh, what if we did like a dub? Um, You know, I was like something like, you know, that like Lee Scratch Perry might do. And he was like, well, you know, I don't know about Lee Scratch Perry, but uh, we could maybe do something. And then, uh, you know, time went on and it was like, oh, there's like a possibility that we actually could get Lee Scratch Perry, you know connections basically. You know someone who knew this person and then connected him to this person and uh then it was an option. So
0: and what did you send the tracks and they came back? What what was your first reaction?
1: <clears throat> um I was uh I was like sitting in my car, I was meeting a guy to pick up like a little soundboard down like outside of Philly i got the email so i like able to like listen to it right in my car um and yeah i just i just like laughed <laughs> uh you know it it's a, it was a song that i had heard like hundreds and hundreds of times sure, and then sure. all of a sudden it like sounded brand new so it was a crazy feeling.
0: And I think he did really well. I didn't know if it was the the remix was in in his honor, but he actually did it. Okay. Wow.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Very crazy. cool.
1: Crazy to think of.
0: <laughs> so, but this is yeah. kind of in the same um, spirit, as like with 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 Clue it, collaboration.
1: Yes. Um. Yeah, I mean. Again, it was sort of the the idea from the start was like, you know,
4: we'll
1: we'll do, you know, we'll do some of the work and then, you know, get to have other people uh, like really like polish it off and put a spin on it.
0: So you guys, um, you you guys kind of create the uh, launch pad, the springboard.
1: Yeah, that's the way that I was sort of thinking of it, you know.
0: Right. So Um, you don't really have it realized. You're leaving it open for the collab.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, I think working with Mickey and and Chris Harford, who have sort of connections to people that can help it become fully realized, uh, really is the reason why it's like that. I mean, we probably would have just, you know, had a couple friends do it or... Uh, you know fudge through some stuff on our own too but you know uh, having dana coley do the sax parts yeah. like i would have never thought of that myself <laughs> or thought it was an option you know but it, it like it, it's a thread through the album that gives it um t- ties a sa- the sound together i think for me
0: yeah, big time. Big time. <clears throat> Look, it's been the second hour of the September 15, 2019 Dishwap Pedro special <clears throat> show. Special guest, Ian from Solid Bronze. Hold time for hour three. September 15, 2019, it's the third hour of the Wap Pedro show. <laughs>
5: Whatever comes Whatever comes Whatever comes Whatever comes
0: Pete <clears clears> Peebro <throat> Show start off the third hour with Paradise Lounge Solid Bronze and uh, me and Ian were talking off the air about Paradise Lounge I, I played a place in the city with Dose opening for Jonathan Richmond, and he said he figured there was a pad with that name you want to tell us anything more
6: about that <laughs> tune?
1: Um, one of the only songs that I uh, that was written actually on guitar <clears throat> oh, wow. um, okay. instead of bass
0: yeah and the jamming so yeah, like you brought this to George, okay.
1: And then um, Mickey plays bass on the recording, actually.
0: You know, I was going to ask if he played on this uh, record because he's an incredible musician.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, he's on it in a couple of spots. Okay. Yeah. Um, was it his idea? I felt like he did was. You, did you ask him or what? Um, it it kind of like he played when it felt natural for him to play. I think. Okay. Um, You know, he was sort of, I think, in the producer's chair and he didn't want to, like, just play all over everything. (laughs) So uh, I think it was like, if it calls for it, he would do it. Um, And if not, he would figure out who should do it. Um,
0: Which is kind of the producer's job.
1: Exactly, yeah.
0: Okay, then we heard uh, better way from Crane. He's in Idaho these days. Another umbrella featuring late, great Richard Derrick. Dardo with character study. Now, where are they from? They might be from Georgia. Can't remember. The international debt. Sometimes in my memory, Ian, it's just terrible. So, uh, Satan over Sussex. <laughs> and, and, and finally, hard to keep the faith. Solid bro- bronze. Uh, hard to keep the faith. Yeah. Yeah, but you want to, you, you want to say something
1: about it? So, <laughs> um, <clears throat> all right. Sorry, correct. I felt like I'm I, I felt like get cut correctly. out for a second. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. um, yeah, hard to keep the faith. Uh, that went through a couple of different changes lyrically and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I felt maybe one of the more honest. Uh, of of the songs, as far as lyrics go,
0: you know the title. It made me think of this next song I'm going to play by you guys. Kinda like the old saying goes, it's, it's kind of conversational.
1: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense.
0: Were, were these tunes related? Um,
1: not per se. Okay. Not not on purpose or not you know not necessarily. Okay, that's
0: a wrong guess from what. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, I think maybe there's uh related in the sense that uh you know, I pretty much wrote wrote the lyrics all around the same time. Um, and I think it's the sort of uh, post or the the Trump era of America, and you know it's a little tough to uh to be optimistic sometimes.
0: Sure.
1: Um, and uh, I think that's sort of a, an underlying uh, theme with, with some of the lyrics. So, uh, you know, yes and no, I'll say.
0: Sure. Okay, let's listen. Like the old saying goes... Rochelle, last music for this edition. Like the old saying goes, solid bronze. Then the healers out of Illinois with Not to Be Human. Midwestern Medicine, which is actually from Portland, Maine. <laughs> Tomorrow's <laughs> Eyes. Yeah, I've never understood that. But, <laughs> 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 but Unlux with Tripwire. Damien Rado with um, Hokium and finally solid bronze with mumble jumbo mumble jumbo tell us about that too
1: mumble jumbo i think was the very first song that we had sort of uh realized um, and uh, i guess <clears throat> maybe the <clears throat> the most um sort of free-for-all type of vibe, perhaps.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and that has uh, myself, Chris Harford, Mickey, and Michael Hampton all playing guitar solos at some point. Um, that was one of, the, one of the nights where... Michael Hampton? Mickey- you mean Kid Funkadelic? Kid Funkadelic, correct, Damn. yeah. yeah. Now, now, how'd that
0: happen? I, I got to play <laughs> with him once. On stage, and George Clinton and Blackbeard McNight, Doug Wimbish, it wow, was really? the whole, it was the whole maggot brain album. Wow, you know this guy, a friend of mine, called. Hey, Watt, come? You know, it's during the Nam thing. You know, in January, which mm-hmm. is in Orange County, but this was West Holly, He walked come up to the Viper Room, and you know, I'm thinking, oh my God, blues jam and E minor. You know, oh, God. So, you know, but he's a nice guy and shit. So I go up there, and it turns out to be the whole maggot brain album on stage with these guys. And some wow. songs I heard later, they ne- George had never done them live. I remember looking over really? Doug Wimbish would go into the chorus, and back in my mind, and he sh- sh- nodded his head. It's like, what? You know this song? I was like, yeah, I can't fucking <laughs> believe it. <laughs> he had about forty pedals. He's great, though, man. What a, what a yeah. monster, baby. I love that guy. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so so how'd this
4: happen
1: with Mike Hampton? Um, that was through Mickey. Okay. And it was something that he was kind of, like, you know, threatening through the recording. It was like, oh, Hampton would, like, love this stuff. I'm like, oh, I should get Hampton <laughs> on it. And then one night we were going, you know, driving up <clears throat> to meet up there and... uh I got a text from, from Chris Harford, and it was like, oh, Hampton's coming. <laughs> so I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> uh, and but he's a great guy, really sweet, and just came in and, and sat down. And then Mickey just, like, uh, queued him up, and he, like, just sat and played.
0: Do you um, give him any advice? And he's
1: on. Mm, no,
0: no, but you heard. <laughs> no, about I was kind of like,
1: well, I'm seeing you come in on this part, but he really just like he played over, um, you know, five songs, I think.
0: There's the old, uh, you know, about the the song maggot brain, right? What's that? About I mean, yeah, no, George song, Clinton, your, yeah, your, yeah. Uh, Eddie Hazel, your mother died. <laughs>
4: Right. Oh yeah!
0: Now, yeah. now now start playing. <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, and then no, the, whole too, type the whole band too. That direction, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> and then uh, uh, sometimes I'm interested in that. I, I was reading about the guy who did the the solo for Wheelin' in the Years. In one, one okay. Of his, yeah. Dan guy. <laughs> yeah, you know, he did it through a. There was only an Ampeg SVT. Oh really? He played that solo <laughs> through a bass amp, turned up all the way. Wow. Right. Yeah. But anyway, uh, one of them, Walter Donald, said to him, uh, "Feel the blues." <laughs> I'm just huh, wondering wow. you know, what you tell somebody when it's you know the go time.
1: Yeah, yeah, to like give them the right mindset. You know?
0: <laughs> so, so what's next for Solid Bronze?
1: Ian? Uh, well, we're we're working out the live aspect, and I think we're sort of try to focus on um, playing out and uh, playing as much as possible and uh tightening tightening up a live band so that's been a a tough one too just finding the right players to to add um but it's it's coming together feels pretty good
0: where can people find you on the internet
1: um we're we got all the socials so we're we're out on facebook
0: you have your own Um, website
1: we have our own website as well. Yep. Yeah. Give that URL, please. Uh, SolidBronzeBand.com. Okay. Yeah. So
0: S O L I D B R O N Z E B A N D.com. That's, That's it. it. Okay. People go there, find out more. And especially, you'll probably have dates there when you got the live band worked out, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. They're, you yeah. know, they're creeping in.
0: So, Working know, it out. Ain't it a trip though, Ian? From you, with your cousin and your brother, and then you play with Kid Funkadelic.
4: <laughs>
0: ain't music uh, a trip? And Lee, Lee Lee Scratch Perry is mixing your stuff.
1: Yeah, it's it's a wild thought. It's been it's been yeah, and some unreal stuff.
0: I, I feel the same thing about my journey through music. I can't believe it sometimes. This is just something I did yeah. to be with my friend and right. Like, ain't it a trip? Yeah.
1: Yeah, and you're like, man, do I even, do I really know what I'm doing? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> do
0: I? You know per, just, Perry, uh, I helped the portal for Pyros guys out for a little bit, and Perry said, Mike, never lose the child's eye of wonder. And I think there's something to that.
1: Yeah. You know, uh, if you get too full yeah, of yourself,
0: you, maybe it's lame.
1: Sure, yeah, if you feel like you got anything figured out, you know, you're, you're robbing yourself of uh, still figuring out more stuff.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And it's been a big honor to have you on the show, Ian. Thank you so much for coming on board. My, my
1: pleasure. Yeah, my pleasure.
0: And please keep on keep it on, especially if you, get, <laughs> if you get out to the we- uh, West Coast out uh, here. I'd love to see yeah Fran. you and George, yeah. see what you guys got put together, okay?
1: That's right, yeah. That's okay. the plan.
0: Okay. People, it's been a September 15, 2019 edition. Watch the Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry.